Hello and welcome to the special outdoors edition of the Hoopsterdamas podcast. I'm Adam Shalfu, joined by Leo Coleman. Leo, I'm pretending to sound like Brent Musburger right now. Uh, the 1979 NBA Finals. How am I doing? Um, you had to go a little more because um, I- I'm not completely familiar with uh, what's his name again? Uh, Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger. Oh, Give me a little he's feedback like the on best. He does a lot of like college football now, but like just iconic, man. Old old school NBA games. Yeah. Brent Musburger. I have a golden velvety voice. And here I am talking about college football in the 1979 NBA finals. Did you watch Winning Time yet? I told you to check out Winning Time the other day. I, I did not uh I did not. I'm sorry. I, oh, it's I was okay. too busy. No worries. Know, uh being a dad, being a For- husband. Yeah, that's that's some real stuff, bro. That's some real stuff. That's uh, that's a full, more than a full time job. That's a full time life. Uh, but yeah, man, it is it is good. But that that's what had me uh, thinking about that. Because um, their Brent Musburger like d- didn't sound anything like Brent Musburger. No, um, they didn't have. They didn't have. They should have got you, huh? I mean, maybe, maybe. I gotta get me an agent so I can, you know uh yeah bro that's what it sounds like like what are you doing living (laughs) living getting getting shots up at the gym you know uh with the Timberwolves uh champion nba practice jersey yeah 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 (laughs) uh normally i'd ride my bike to the gym uh drove drove today uh, yeah, man, I was listening to Michael Jackson and uh, nice. pretending I was Luka Doncic. And um, on a bike? Uh, what? No, no, I, I didn't bike. I didn't bike. I drove today. Oh, but, you drove. Yeah, okay. you know, Luka's just been so fun in the playoffs. He always is. We'll talk about that a little bit more nice. uh, later in the show. But first, let me tell you something, all right? Let me tell you okay. about ColorCast. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me and Leo, athletes, insiders in real time. It's great for watch parties. Uh, then, like, if you want to break down games after uh, they happen, react to breaking news. Uh, it's super fun. It's great. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS app store. You create a profile. You link your Twitter, and you uh, join a league or group. You can follow me at Fargo Foo, F-O-U-X, on Twitter. And, um, yeah, go check it out. Anyway, uh, Leo, you haven't been on the show in a while, so I wanted to kind of reintroduce you, um, and go into how we know each other. Uh, you know, you, you were my boss, uh, back in the day. You were my boss. We worked, we worked together. I was never your boss. I was testing you and you passed. Uh, Yes. Uh, Although, uh, Go ahead. Never mind. Well, you were the manager <laughs> at, the, at the sports store we worked at in Chicago. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, uh, it was a great staff. You know, you, you yep. said you were talking to Quentin the other day. I was talking to Juwan the other day. Uh, so nice. it, it's, it's pretty cool how we've all stayed in touch. It's been like six years now. But, um, you know, our love for basketball uh, brought us together, built a strong friendship. And, um, you know, we attended class together in uh basketball class metaphorically speaking we're both students of the game you know and that's why i love talking hoops with you uh you got some coaching under your belt and so just a perfect guy to talk to about some of the things going on 
uh, with all these 2-2 series, it's a game of adjustments. It's a chess match. So I'm just happy to have you on, my friend. Well, I appreciate it, man. And I will do my absolute best to bring value to whatever you uh, seek as far as this conversation from me. But uh, it, basketball, it's, uh, it's, it's really not um, – it's a very simple game. It's a very simple game. And you, you just got to be a, uh, attentive to the details and stick to the game plan. As say la vie, as is life. And stick to the game plan. Sometimes you don't want to stick to the game plan. We'll talk about you that. Always stick to the, okay. Okay. I don't know. You always stick to the game plan. Well, we're, now we're, 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 we're skip around plan. a little bit. So, so the <laughs> game plan, it was working. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess there's a difference between a series plan and a game plan. Because, like, yeah. I, right now I'm thinking yeah. about the Memphis Grizzlies who hardly use Stephen Adams in the playoffs. And then yesterday he has a 10-15 and 15 game, gets that first dunk of the game. And uh, it was fascinating to me to watch uh, the Warriors, and I don't think they're necessarily the same team without Steve Kerr. Uh, you know, they had a real rough second half. They dominate the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, though. They get it together. Uh, rough shooting night for both teams, around 25%. Uh, but it was fascinating to me to see that the Grizzlies, it seemed like they were trying to slow down the tempo, which is interesting for a team that's second in second or third in pace in the NBA uh, this past year uh, to kind of like turn it into this grit and grind uh, situation. And so, uh, you know, obviously no John Morant in game four. I was just wondering what, what your thoughts on, on that were in uh, in particular the adjustments uh that coach jenkins made um yeah watching that uh, that game um i thought it was an interesting move to start steven uh adams but but with i mean that's that he he starts because john Morant's out you know um so if john Morant doesn't get hurt steven adams doesn't start but at the same time, who else? Who else do you start in that situation? Who's going to bring you the most value? I mean, it, that's just a coaching decision, and I, I don't think it was a bad decision. But because the Warriors aren't that aren't that big, right? Uh, they just they just play fast. So um, the more bigs you have on the floor, like big bigs, like you know, uh, just uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Stephen Adams, the game's going to slow down. I mean, they, they, like. They, they, they have to. They, they, those guys can rub it down on the floor with Draymond Green, you know. Um, so the game's going to slow down. But, um, I mean, what else? What, what, would, what would you have preferred him to do? I, I mean, he, he just, hey, you don't you don't go into a series expecting your best player to get hurt. What, what else yeah. was, he, was he supposed to do, you know, a day before game time? Honestly, I yeah. thought it was a brilliant move. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and it like they were in control of that game till about the fourth quarter. And then, uh, you know, the, the Warriors really controlled it down the stretch. And I think uh, it, it's really ironic uh, when you kind of look at the big picture of this, because these teams ran into each other in the play-in game last year, but the Warriors weren't the same beast. They didn't have Klay Thompson back. Now you got Klay Thompson back, even though I think he was 0-7 last night. Like, the gravity he has uh, is so important, and the Warriors had a great offseason in then you fast forward and you look at that first round series against uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves for the Memphis Grizzlies. And it was like the Grizzlies were the team with just a little bit more playoff experience, even though they're technically the youngest team in the league. And I feel like people forget that like 
they were there last year, you know, uh, they were a first round exit, but they showed how tough they are. They got some really important playoff experience. And now they're going against a team that doesn't just have playoff experience. Uh, these are champions. You know, it's not like they're reigning champions, but these guys are champions. And so now they are going against the team with a little bit more uh, composure in those big moments. Um, And so it's just kind of interesting to me. But yeah, man, I think they did the right thing because the Warriors, if you don't have John Morant, you can't run with them, you know? Uh, And so I, I think... Jenkins is one of the best coaches in the NBA. I think uh, he definitely is someone who could have won coach of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously didn't, but uh, that's, that's the way to take care of that. I guess, you know, decide, all right, we're going to beat these guys down low. We're going to beat them on the glass. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what I would do. Um I remember, you know, we were in the fantasy basketball league this year. And when John Morant was hurt a little bit, I picked up Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that uh, he's, he's just a perfect backup point guard. Like you yeah. could put him as a backup on any team in the NBA. And I think he'd be uh, a great guy to have just because he doesn't turn the ball over. He knocks down threes. Um, and so the fact that you have a backup point guard, you can play, he played 41 minutes last night, had 19 points, five assists, six rebounds. Uh, I think that was, uh, a smart move to in, in the obvious move to, to get him in there. Um, but then it changes, like you're not running your game plan around Tyus Jones. He's like your, uh, your game manager. And there's just such, such a huge difference uh grizzlies played a real good game but 39 29 in that final quarter and and, um that's that's just experience man like it's it's four quarters and the the, the thing the the thing about the warriors when i sit there and watch them play is they're just over there uh i don't know who's doing it it's it's, it's, maybe it's a combination of the entire organization and team but they were over dissecting their opponent by, by the time that fourth quarter comes around, like what you're doing to them, they made that adjustment, and um, with which which with you trying to prevent them from doing, you're just that much better at adding the fourth quarter as well. Like it, it's fun watching the Warriors play because you know the game plan is to, is obviously not to not let Steph go off, but he still ends up going off, you know. Like, so he, that is that just I mean, I should say go shouldn't say going off, but he he's still such. They use the game. They they use Memphis Grizzlies their game plan as far as trying to neutralize them to their advantage, and that's what that's that's huge when it comes to like great coaching and just being able to you know one up the other person's adjustment. Yeah, yeah, I- impressive for uh, Mike Brown. You know, who, who's he's mm-hmm. gonna be on the sidelines in Sacramento, uh, and yeah, you know, like. You can't stop Steph Curry, but if you can make him go 10 of 25 and 4 of 14, like, that's pretty good. He had 18 points in the fourth quarter, uh, but they did a remarkable job combined. Uh, held Steph uh, 14 of 14 and then Clay Thompson, Noah 7. That's 4 of 21 for, like, the two best three-point shooters of all time. Yeah, they did uh, a great job. 
Yeah. And, and so they really did. I mean, both teams just were terrific offensively. Uh, Warriors only shot 40%. It's not like the Grizzlies were much better at 41. Um, yeah, you know, I, just kind of looking at that, Warriors got to the foul line a little bit more. They only won the game by three points, but 20 to 22 from the foul line. Uh, that certainly helps. Um, and they found a way to win the battle of the boards, which is impressive considering the adjustments uh, made by the Grizzlies. But, you know, I, when I look at teams, especially in my uh, preseason shows, one thing I'm always looking for is uh, how adaptable is a team? And, and that's how I really think about who a legitimate contender is because the best coaches and the best teams have a way of uh, giving you a riddle, you know, like, and then you got to solve it. Uh, you got to figure it out. And that requires uh, doing some, some different kind of things like playing Steven Adams, big min minutes, you know, or uh, a, a great example was, uh, you know, Jonathan Kaminga's had games where he's hardly played and he has games where he's had uh, big minutes, you know, uh, or Tyus Jones getting 41 minutes uh, the other night. Um, and then you kind of look up and down the rosters and the fact that the Warriors are able to control the glass shows that they have the personnel to find a way to do it. Um, and then a lot of that's yeah. just like scheme, you know, Wiggins with 10 rebounds last night, Draymond, I think had 11 rebounds last night. Uh, so it's just fascinating. It's, it's a great series. Every series has been a great series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's why basketball, I was a uh, little side note, I was just uh, at lunch and I was telling um, the uh, the person I was with that I'm trying to wake up early and get back on a, you know, a early schedule. I was like, but that's going to have to stop. Uh, that, that's going to have to start after the finals because <laughs> basketball is on so late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I respect that. <laughs> yeah, great games. Uh, it's crazy. Um, that's the only ones that that's not two, two. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you, you don't expect, you're not expecting your star player to get hurt. I mean, that's a huge blow. That's it. And John Morant plays like last night and they do that Steph Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. This series is probably two, two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, let me get your opinion on this. Cause you know, this is, this happened to, a couple games ago now, but um, the Jordan pool foul, he oh. injured John Morant. Um, I don't think it was intentional, but what are your thoughts on that? No comment. Next question. <laughs> you heard no. him. You heard him folks. No comment. <laughs> well, I mean, one time you stepped on my foot. So maybe you're like that. I remember you stepped on my foot and I fell over and I, I shook around like a, like a ravioli. And then you <laughs> laughed at me and you hit the jump shot. And I said, Leo, you stepped on my foot and you're like, no, I crossed you up. I'm like, no, dude, you stepped on my foot and I fell over. So maybe you're like that. <laughs> I, what's, what's scary about that story is you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's traumatizing. All right. You know, you know how many hours of therapy I've talked about? Yeah, and then Leo stepped on my foot and laughed at me. 
Uh, Never been the same since. (laughs) Keep keep working on it. Keep working on it. But Jordan Poole's foul. I mean, it's a hard trap. It's a hard trap. And he's going for the ball. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, apparently John Morant had hurt his knee earlier in the game or okay. his knee earlier in the game. So uh, that may, maybe that could have re-aggravated it. Well, wear and uh, tear. But, yeah, anytime, like, uh, somebody of that value even tweaks something, tweaks the, tweaks a knee, because, I mean, I don't, I don't ever want to downplay injury, but um, I always look at, I always look at it as, as this way, like, hey, this is my best player. This is just one game. I'm not going to risk everything. I'm not going to risk my best player's knee uh, for, like, and put the rest of his, the rest of his career in jeopardy. You know? Yeah. The rest, the rest of his time at this franchise, because I, I definitely want to keep him around as long as I can. So it's not worth the risk. You know, just sideline him, get 100% better. Hey, you got – you got your teammates got to step up. Your teammates got to step up. You be on the sideline with us, uh, cheering us on. Um, but I can't, I can't risk uh, your future for uh, satisfaction today. Which I mean, hey, he's going to step up. But Joe, as for I don't think Joe and Paul had any ill intent. I think him and Ja kind of dapped up um, before last night's game on the sideline. Uh, I don't think there's any ill intention there. I, mean, I, I think because I think Ja has a really good relationship with the Warriors squad. Like, um, yeah, I don't know if that was his brother or his dad on the sideline, but after the uh, game one, or, game one or game two, uh, I saw you know, Ja dap up uh, Clay and uh, Steph, and even last night. Uh, no, after the after the the Grizzlies won their first game, uh, Ja told Steph, "This is going to be a fun series." So for Ja to say that to Steph, you know, like. That there's some relationship there. And Steph kind of like blew it off, but you can tell like you're like, he might be right, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it has been. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I would I would never do this typically, but it's based on fact anyway. So I, I'm assuming you know the history anyway. So I'm, I'm going to bring it back to winning time. All right, uh, the last episode, uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar famously gets hurt in game five of the NBA finals against the Philadelphia 76ers. Is this, is, then, I mean, this isn't a conspiracy theory. No, this is real. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have, if you want to hear conspiracy theories, go to our conspiracy land episode. I think it was me, you and Stefano. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Oh no, this is, this is history. Okay. This happened. Uh, so, Famous you know, injury. yeah, Kareem uh, gets hurt. And then uh, in, in winning time, which is like, there's been some controversy. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> called it blatantly dishonest. <laughs> so, you know, Jerry West is suing. So I don't know how much is true, how much is false. But in that, you know, Kareem comes back in the game and, uh, you know, finishes off that game. And then he can like barely walk off the floor. Uh, but there, there's a scene where the team doctors are like, hey, you know, if this if his foot is broken, um, you know, and he makes it goes out there and makes it worse then he might not be able to play again, you know, uh, but in the, in the show, and I haven't gone back and looked at game five of the 1980 finals, uh, but he, he goes back and finishes the game. But then uh, game six, Magic Johnson famously starts at center uh, and has this like 42 point game. And, uh, you know, the rest is literally history. Uh, the Lakers win that game, but 
yeah, I, I'm just drawing the comparison because like it's never worth risking a player's future. Um, my opinion on the Jordan Poole, uh, John Morant foul there is it's extremely unfortunate, but I don't think it was intentional. And, um, you know, sometimes I wish I like had an ethics professor to like consult about these things. Right. Because what is more important here, the intent or the result? Because the result is this changed the complexion of the series more than anything that could have happened unless like Steph Curry gets hurt. You know what I mean? But even then, uh, I think the Warriors would have a better chance of adjusting to Steph Curry being out uh, than the Grizzlies would be able to uh, adjust to John Morant being out, which kind of plays into what I was saying earlier about having an adaptable, adjustable roster. The Warriors have more interchangeable parts. There's not too many guys like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole around. The fact that they're on one team is insane. Uh, but there isn't another John Morant in the league. You know, I think the closest thing we've seen to that is like prime Penny Hardaway or Derrick Rose, you know, in uh, the fact that John ja Morant has that three ball going too, and how, how dominant he can be in the clutch. Um, I wouldn't have been upset if the NBA handed out a one game suspension, um, but I don't think that they needed to either, but it's in that gray area for me where hey, you just changed the complexion of the series by doing something, whether it was intentional or not, and I don't think it was, you pulled on a guy's knee. Uh, and so I do think that it just draws did, a lot did, of questions. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you up. Did, did Jordan Poole say he pulled a guy's knee? Like, oh, so, so, so what you're saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So what you're saying is he pulled his knee, whether it was, an, whether it was intentional or intentional or not, but but being that he pulled his knee on an important uh, factor in the series, he deserves a suspension. I'm not saying he necessarily deserved one, um, but I'm saying that, like, I would understand if he got one. You know what I mean? Got it. Got it. Um, and like, hey, man, full disclosure, I'm so happy I'm not the one who has to make those kind of decisions because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Uh, cause I yeah. could see, like, I, I can rationalize either way. Yeah. Uh, but the result of that going for the ball or not, he pulled his knee and, uh, that is far and away their best player. And, um, you know, like you said, it, it would probably be two, two now it's three, one. And oh, yeah. it's so rare for a team to come back from three, one that, when this series wraps up, I think people are going to look back at that play and they're going to say that was the deciding play of that series. And that's a shame. And, and, it, and it, it happens all the time, though. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is just, part of the game. Yeah, it happens all the time. And in the playoffs, it's just I mean, I, I'm pre I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure you can go back into like previous playoffs and be like that one incident changed the whole complexion of the series you know oh i can one... think of a play <laughs> see there you go what get, hit us go what you got you already know leo i'm a chicago bulls fan well tell me Derek rose <laughs> there you go yeah. <laughs> did, so you did not just change the series changed my life 
for the worse. <laughs> you understand. You understand. They did things. That's that's life. Things happen. Things happen. And you, and you just gotta. You gotta. Hey, man. Hey, next next man up. We, we 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 wish you well. Get better. Get well soon. But uh, that's why we got a team. I guess life it, is it a game of adjustments too. Absolutely. All day, every day. Amen to you that. Believe it. Um, <laughs> Anything else uh, you want to uh, tackle as far as uh, uh, that series goes? Uh, no, great series. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I look forward to watching the Warriors uh, try to close them out. Yeah, I do think the Warriors, they're, they're my pick to come out of the West in the first place. Uh, it's been that way. Over the uh, Suns? Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll All talk right, about we'll the to Suns, that. too. We'll get that. We'll get that. We, we will. We will get there. Uh, all right, let's let's stick to the other game that happened yesterday. The right. Boston Celtics taking care of business down the stretch. Taking care of business. Sheesh, man, forty-three to <laughs> twenty-eight in the fourth quarter. Al Horford goes off for thirty, and so you have a thirty burger from Horford. You got a thirty burger from uh, Tatum. That's a double thirty burger with cheese, and. <laughs> That's huge. You know, uh, Giannis had 34, 18 and five Giannis man in the playoffs. He's just such a joy to watch. And I think uh, one thing I want to say about Giannis, just apart, like this series aside, but obviously including the series too, this guy, we are recognized that we got to recognize like, as it's happening, that we are watching someone who's going to go down as one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. just insane. And, uh, I, and I also think, and I also think he is is the blueprint of future basketball players. They're gonna, they're, they're all gonna be just, just monsters. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's exactly what he is. He's a monster. Um. Yeah. So Celtics win that game down the stretch. It was tight throughout uh, until that fourth quarter. Um. I got to say, I'm, I'm just so impressed with how the Bucks have been able to adjust uh, without Chris Middleton. Uh, I did pick Boston to win this in seven. I'm still leaning towards that, but geez, it's so hard to bet against Giannis too. Uh, what you are know, your thoughts? Um, uh, what, what, I, what hit me, what kind of hit me, um, uh, hit, hit home for me last night when I watched the internet game is, you know, I'm not sure, I forget the reporter's name, but she went to Al Horford and she's like, hey, you had, you had a playoff career high. Uh, you know, your team was playing well. Like, what, what do you have to say about it? Or, or, or however she ever asked the question, you know, the, the typical question you get asked after a big game, you know. And yeah. the first thing out of uh, Al Horford's mouth was, he said, I just want to thank God. And I was like, oh, snap. It just hit me. You know, he said, I just want to thank God. I want to thank the Boston Celtics for the opportunity. And like, he didn't like, he didn't like get on there like, um, you know. Uh, he, Talk he about went, he's he the went, greatest player in the world and all that. <laughs> he went in very humble. And that really hit home for me. And it, uh, it, it I mean, it, it, it just. But that that was my biggest takeaway from last night's game because uh, obviously you know watching Giannis I, I like I'm, I'm watching Giannis like become like a like he's better you know I, his ball handling I'm watching him like dribble and size up I'm like man like Giannis is out here like handling the ball but uh, and it's fun to watch him just you know overpower dominate you know just long strides just at the goal but 
last night's game in particular was uh, when uh, Al Horford, you know, uh, took, took took on the challenge, took on the challenge, did did what he was supposed to have done, knocked down big shots. Go, hey, if Giannis is guarding you, go at him. He's their best player. Just because he's their best player, you know, that doesn't mean he takes off on defense. Defense, you know, go at him, make him work on both ends and hit big shot after big shot. And then the first yeah. thing he says is, I want to thank God. He was thankful. I was like, oh man, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that, that kind of stuff really plays into when I like am picking my favorite players. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, to be honest, sometimes when I remember a post-game interview where uh, Joel Embiid got asked a question and he's talked about how he's the best player on earth. I prefer the guy who's like talking about his team and talking about God, you know, it's a little more humble to me. Uh, That's just a personal preference. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong, but for me, that's like very uh, attractive for, um, you know, like the kind of stuff I root for. And, uh, you know, just on Al Horford, man, I had him on the fantasy team. And so I was keeping a close eye on him. Uh, He was probably the steal the draft. He was kudos. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And (laughs) I just feel like, cause I I kept a close eye on him in OKC last year, but they kind of shut him down the stretch and he never really fit in completely with Philadelphia. So I feel like people kind of like thought he was washed, but he goes back to the Celtics and then, you know, Robert Williams being out yesterday it puts them in the situation where you have no choice, but to give Al Horford um, the keys, you know, to, to like being that big man. And it was amazing to see him respond. And I think the best thing about Horford's game is he makes you better on both ends of the floor and he makes your team better on both ends of the floor when he's used correctly. Uh, And so Everyone's like, oh, Al Horford. Oh, turning back the clock. And like, yeah, to some degree, absolutely. Like he had a he had a vintage game, but also like I think people who've been paying attention to Al Horford this season, um, they know that like he had a really good year. Uh, he's been a huge factor everywhere. There's games he's getting, you know, multiple steals, multiple blocks, multiple assists. Like he's a do everything guy. And I was so excited when the Celtics brought him back because he's just a perfect fit for what they do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, on the defensive end, you plug him in. And one of the most fun parts of this Buck Celtics series is these are two defensive super teams against each other. Uh, I've talked at length about how much I love that Derek White pickup. Uh, you have a, you added another really good defender with him, but then you already have a pretty much defensive all-star team between Tatum, Horford, Smart, and Jalen Brown. And Grant Williams is a pretty good defender, too. Um, really good defender, honestly. He's and so fan. it's – it's fan. Yeah, man. Lock him up. Lock him up. If, if When I was playing basketball, my um, my high school coach told me if we can – he would – very defensive minded is that if we can hold them to scoring zero points, no baskets at all, and we score one basket, we win. <laughs> I'm going to try that in uh, 2K. That's going to be my strategy for the next game. Just don't let the other team score. <laughs> don't let them score. And you got to have that mindset the entire game. Just my, don't let them score. Exactly. And if they do, they know what? 
bitch can't do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the first uh, I knew this was a good omen. Uh, <laughs> my first game I played on the two K twenty two this past year was an online game bulls against bucks but i'm like i'm not backing down i'm not quitting my first game you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> i started that game 29 to 0 nice <laughs> so Very i was nice. like all right i think the bulls are going to be all right this year yeah <laughs> seems like it works you know <laughs> cuz i was playing like i envisioned it you yeah. know what i mean and uh-huh. uh i i mean i remember we were we were talking about it uh like in the off season and I was like, yeah, man, they're going to be pushing tempo. They're going to be uh, getting quick out, closing out on defense. And uh, before the injuries, um, that's kind of how they were. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's a great strategy uh, to not let the other team score. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that is the strategy. Don't let them score. <laughs> and, and the Bucks got a great team for that, too, with Drew Holiday, uh, you know, Bobby Portis, I feel like, is honestly, he could be in the conversation for most underrated player in the league. He had a down game last night, uh, but he's so underappreciated. And I, I love how they have him and Brooke Lopez. Uh, George Lopez, me and George Hill, too. Did you say George Lopez? You <laughs> <laughs> said Brooke Lopez. Yeah. And so, then you said George Lopez. Yeah, because I was thinking about Brooke Lopez and George Hill. Yeah, George yeah. Hill is a great defender as well. <laughs> George Lopez can lock up, too, from what I hear. <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard he is a beast on the block. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's another team interchangeable. Um, what what do you think happens this, in this series? You know, we're tied at two games apiece. Uh, and both teams just seems like they're not really given much of an inch. I think the Bucks take it in seven. Uh I, I, I just only because they have Giannis. That's the only reason. It's because they have Giannis. Antetokounmpo, um, like it, it would if as as much as I love the Celtics, I love that team, very uh, good defensive team. The I just it's hard to bet against Giannis. He, he he's like he one of the greatest basketball players of all time. You know, like just yeah. how like how it's hard it's hard to bet against Steph. You know, you never you never count those guys out. Yeah. So, and uh, in a game seven, like we saw what he did. You know, uh, in the closeout game against the Suns last year with his uh, 50 piece. Um, yeah, I feel like he's got that next level. <laughs> Some guys got that, you know. And I think the coach has experience too. Not just not, nothing against um, um, Udoka. Yeah, the uh, Celtics head coach. Nothing against him. But when, it, when those game sevens come around like that, in the semis, experience comes into play. Are you? Are you? You gotta be really, really cool on your stool. But um, I mean, it experiences everything. Uh, coaching experience. I mean, um, like like you said, with I mean, not the backtrack, but like with the Warriors, like they 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 played differently because Steve Kerr wasn't there. Because right. uh, Steve Kerr's a different type kind of coach. You know, he has a different. I guess mindset as far as like how he approaches games and 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 under those circumstances, but uh, uh, it's Budenholzer, right? For the um, yeah, yeah, he he he's been doing it a while, man. I don't, I can't, I wouldn't count against him either. Like he he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. That's a really good point. Honestly, makes me uh, reconsider my uh, Celtics and seven pick right now. Well, I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I just changed Alex Shampoo's mind. Never happened ever in the history of our friendship. I plead the fifth. 
<laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I completely agree. Especially uh, the thing about um, Giannis, and I got asked on this podcast a few episodes ago by Ben, like, who's the best player in the playoffs that's left? And I didn't really think about it. And I said, Luka Doncic. And immediately after, I'm like, why did I not say Giannis? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I think Luka's probably um, maybe number two, maybe number three, uh, maybe number four. I don't know. Luka, there, there's a lot of really good players. But I do think Giannis is the best player left. And I think yep. the biggest reason is offense, defense, and then just, like, freakish athleticism. He's just a, he's just dominant. It's just like, you know, it is it, it, like, it, it, there's nothing you can do to stop that. There's nothing you can do to stop that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that guy can cover more floor than anybody in the league. <laughs> yes, he can. Yes, he can. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And like I said, his, his ball handling, like, I'm like, just like, this guy is, like bobbing and weaving through traffic, like he's a guard, and he's like what seven, seven foot, seven one. Like it's, I think it's he's ridiculous. eight, eight feet and, tall. He's eight <laughs> feet tall. He wears weighs a metric ton. No, but he is like a monster. I saw yes. uh, one of my favorite Twitter followers like <laughs> tweeted, uh, or um, my favorite favorite Twitter follows, I should say. He tweeted, uh, "Is Giannis just a monster? Because these dunks, man." I was quoted. I was like, "Yes." Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he is. <laughs> like, yeah. Incredible. Uh, and, yeah. and, uh, if, and if he can, um, I, I put this in, once he's able to knock down that three ball consistently, oh, it's, it's over. Like, like it's, it's over. And I, I do believe with his work ethic, he'll get there. Being able to hit that three ball consistently. Yeah. He, I mean, he's he's taking strides with it, and even if you can get to a point where it's respectable, yeah, you know that's huge. Um, yeah, it was interesting uh, just to see some of the other guys stepping up. Uh, Wes Matthews seems like he's just yeah. always had a knack for clutch defense and clutch shooting. Um, but you know, like I said earlier, it's just really impressive to see how the Bucks have adjusted. Uh, without Chris Middleton, which leads me into the question, uh, Leo, who's the next guy without Middleton? Who needs to – so you're saying the Bucks are going to win this series. Who needs to do what for that to happen? This is, this is, this is such an easy question. This is such an easy question. Is, is Drew Drew with a doo-doo, bro? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Holiday, man, he's a baller, and, and he can hit big shots. Uh, he's going to have to continue playing solid defense, being solid, stay out of foul trouble, and when he, when he, had, when, be aggressive. When he, he knows his game, when, when, pick his spots and get you his spots, and just do you, Drew Drew, with a do do. Like, just do you. He, he, he'll know what to do, but those, those shots that um, <clears throat> um, Middleton were taking. They're just going to be split between Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Brooke Lopez and get, going to get a little bit of it. So that's that's why those Portis, little Connaughton in there. They they they're just on the side. All they're not they're not running offense for those two guys. They're just putting themselves around the perimeter, ready to shoot off of create. Yeah, they going, got good role players. Be, exactly. Is that like, hey this 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 one for the beat? I'm not the game that the they're not running this play for me. They may run a pin down to get me a, a quick shot, and get me into the game. 
But that's what I'm not out here for. I'm out here to spot up and be ready to make a play once it's my turn to make a play. Like that's that's how it is. And Drew Holiday, hey, hey, this is your like Milton out. He going to uh, Giannis going to defer to him, and then you're going to see when Drew Holiday defer right back to Giannis, and that 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 comes with trust. And Brook Lopez, just be you, just be you, man, just be big down there, just be big. And when you're out there, knock down the open shots, coming. But it's all that's Giannis' show, man. Ain't gonna do Chris Milton. That's Giannis' show. <laughs> no respect. No, no, no disrespect to Chris Milton, a great player. But no, Giannis makes all that happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, before we move on to the uh, other two series, let me tell you once again about ColorCast. It's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Talk to guys like me and Leo, uh, any other podcast you might listen to. Uh, Perfect for watch parties, uh, debates. You can talk about how Embiid should have won in the MVP, even though he shouldn't have. Uh, All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free in the App Store. If you create a profile, you link your Twitter. Uh, Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, Moving right along. So we we talked about those two. And now we shift once more. And uh, I think this is the one I'm most excited to talk about. The Phoenix Suns and the uh, Dallas Mavericks. I think the biggest question for me going into this series, not I think, I know. The biggest question for me going into this series was, what do you do about Luka Doncic? And I don't think they necessarily have had an answer. Uh, You know, the home teams won every game so far. But Coach Leo, what do you do about Luka Doncic if you're the Phoenix Suns? Um, You don't do anything. Like, Luka Doncic, make it tough. Try to make – I mean, there's there's so many things you can try to do to neutralize a great player. But but you have to – wrap your head around and I shouldn't say wrap your head around, but you would, but be comfortable with accepting that this is a great player. This is what I'm trying to do to limit his success. And based off the data that I have been given film, you know, stats, are we going to force him, try to force him this way because he, he is this uh, this percentage less of effective going this way with this hand. You can break it down way like that if you wanted to, and they do. But a great player is going to adjust. Um, but he, but by, by by even him adjusting, you just have to. You just, what you have to do is just make it as tough as possible for these guys. To you got to make them work. You got to make them work on both ends. Make it yeah, you get your shot, but you're gonna work for it. You, nothing easy. And on this end, I'm going to make you play defensive. It's like I was saying earlier um, about, you know, Giannis and going at, the, going at the best players. But, I mean, you could try to trap him, uh, but the, the Warriors have really good – not the Warriors, the Mavs have good shooting all around them as well. Yeah, they really you can try do. to trap him. Uh, and the, the team designed that way. You know, this, this, this guy is going to force double teams, so we need to put shooters around him. So all they got to do is just catch and shoot. Um that's 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 the beauty of uh, basketball. Once you get a team in rotation, it's just all about finding an open man. And if you move the ball fast enough, there's an open shot. Uh, that's why it's, it's it's very very risky to try to trap a 
really good player and a really good team. Because, I mean, once you break the trap, it's, it's not hard finding the shot. But I will say this. If there's anybody who can figure it out, his name is Chris Paul. <laughs> as long as he doesn't foul out for sticking his butt into people. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's his move on, on the fast break. He went to the Leo school, Leo, Leo Coleman school of craftiness. He knows every trick in the book. He'll step on your foot. He'll stick his, your butt in his butt into you and then fall over. Uh, oh my God. You're so biased, bro. You're so biased. <laughs> no, I respect Chris Paul, but I'm, I'm, I'm not biased. And that's why I notice these things. That's what I got fouled out. The jig is up. He's been doing it for years, but now the referees are catching on and they're like, Chris, buddy. You can't just be sticking your butt into people and flailing, all right? That's a foul on you. He's like, what do you mean? I'm Chris Paul. I always stick my butt out. Yeah. Chris Paul's got a nice butt. More power to him. <laughs> However, that's not, that's not what you do. But I, I'm interested to see how Chris Paul adjusts because I'm wondering if he's going to adjust the referees. Because Isn't that the second time he's fouled out in this series? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I know I saw him file out that one. Or maybe time. it was second I, I, time in the playoffs. Could be. Yeah, I don't know about the series. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, and I'd be lying to you if I told you I did. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Paul, he just, you know, it, that's part of the game, working the refs, man. I mean, I, I, as sad as it has, it sounds, but that is part of the game. It's seeing it what you can get away with with the refs. I mean. It's about uh, winning. It, 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 it's it's about winning, and you're gonna make the rest work too. You're gonna make everybody here work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you blow your whistle tonight, all right. And if you don't, I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> so and it, should, and it put the yeah, make everybody be honest, stay honest. I, I would see it um um like even in high school ball sometimes I would see refs who just you could tell they just didn't want to ref. So teams would take advantage of it, like <laughs> like just foul them. Like they're not gonna call it. They don't want to be here. I said that to a ref one time. I said, you don't want to be here. I said, just, just, I was like, you going to blow your whistle or not? You know, <laughs> like, like, call the game. But, you know, uh, that's it. But those guys are professionals. And uh, Chris Paul is a professional as well. It's all good. It's just the, he, he, uh, he's, he's a smart dude. That's all I did. He's just super smart. And he don't, do you blame him? Like, if, if, if there's any variable that you can, adjust to tip the scale in your favor as long as it's legal it's going to a lot it's going to put you in the best situation to win yeah no no you can't blame them um so here's a incredible stat uh just to add on to something you said a few minutes ago about the three-point shooting that you surround Luka Doncic with so Luka's shooting 33 eight from three uh Brunson's shooting 33 three Dinwiddie's shooting shooting 32 uh, seven. So all those guys shooting right around that 33 range. And I think that, you know, you, you have guys, sometimes those guys are standing on the perimeter too, but like a lot of their offense is created on that driving dish. And those guys mm-hmm. are such good slashers that you, you create opportunities and you are getting wide open looks. So um, I'm not going to, I'll quickly say Trey Burke. He's only played, uh, like a few minutes in the playoffs, but he's, he's shooting a clean 40% from three. Uh, but in the playoffs, in the 10 games they've played, Reggie Bullock, 40.3. Dorian Finney-Smith, 43.1. Davis Pertans, 44.8. Maxi Kleba, 
percent. So you are just it's it's beautiful. Like Jason Kidd really deserves some major props for what he's done with this team, uh, especially after the Chris Porzingis t- uh, trade, which kind of had me scratch my head a little bit at the beginning. I'm like, huh, I guess they're really trying to go small here because uh, I do really like Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, but you're just in a way. He just in a way. He was in, he was in Luka Doncic's way. <clears throat> and, and now there's no one in the way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one is in the way, and he is unleashed. And it's just crazy to see. Um, but I, yeah, man. I mean, I think that like this, this series goes either way. Uh, yeah. If the Mavericks win, it's because Luka Doncic has his LeBron James moment. <laughs> You know, it's it's because Luka Doncic is like, no, I I I noticed the, uh, you know me, Leo. I'm not very cool. I'm not very hip. I'm not up on the terms, but I've noticed uh, the young kids these days. They say he is him, and I'm like, what do you mean? But Luka Doncic is him. <laughs> okay, he, he he is him. Yeah, uh, he he that dude. He that dude. <laughs> I, but but there's one person that you have not brought up yet who is also him. That's Devin Booker. <laughs> bro come on man he that he him and jason tatum a lot of got a lot of kobe in them man a lot of kobe in them and uh uh devin booker been there he he, he been in the finals with chris paul in his ear and and aiden i don't know man i i would i i i my pick would have to be the sons in that series i I feel like it's got to be for me too i mean it's just like a deeper more balanced team it's a better defensive team um but the mavs are a really good defensive team too Mm -hmm. um i think with a luka Doncic, i just don't know if like you said make things tricky on him but the reason (laughs) it goes back it goes back full circle but the reason i've been comparing him to guys like lebron james magic johnson larry bird is because he is that uh it's like such a rare it's like a unicorn right it's like mm-hmm. it's like you see it and you're like oh i know what that is but those are very rare those don't come around very often but you have that like big dude like you got to be at least six seven six eight uh, and then that guy also has the best vision of the everyone on the court. Um, or at least in this series, maybe not because you could say that's Chris Paul, but usually 98% of the time or something, 90% of the time, you're gonna say Luka Doncic has the best floor awareness on offense of anybody on the on the court. Um, he's someone you want the ball to be in his hands, he makes his uh, teammates better, and he's impossible to guard. And a big part of that is his size. You know, I think like the first person we saw like this is probably Magic Johnson. You know, because he comes in in these the six nine point guard, and you know uh, they're like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, and Luka Doncic, like you can plug him one through four easy, and. Um, I don't think that the Suns, I think Bridges is the obvious answer. And I think you want to put Chris Paul on him too, because he's a bulldog. You have guys you can throw at him, but when you're talking about guys who you feel comfortable putting on Luka Doncic, I mean, I guess Bridges is on that short list. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA, but like, he's just not that guardable. He's just not that guardable. He's great. He's great. And he's so big. And so strong. Yeah. 
So I mean, so I, the what I would do, and I'm not an NBA coach by no means, uh, but what I would what I would anticipate seeing the Suns do to that kind of like uh, adjust to Luca is force him to shoot long threes if he wants to shoot those, and then when he puts the ball on the floor, maybe wall up and just nobody helps. Nobody helps uh, ball side. Stay on your man. Hey, if he go, if he gonna pass, it's gonna have to be on the weak side. Um, make it, make, make his, make him. Chris Paul is very good at studying people's decision makings based off like the circumstances that's uh, like how, based off the decision they've made in previous games that you know he's watched them play. So, um, but yeah, I just. Hey, you can have all the twos you want, Luca, uh, but we, you're not finna kill us from the three point line anymore. Like, we'll 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 take you taking tough twos as opposed to wide open threes. You know, we'll see how they adjust with that. We'll see how they yep. adjust with that. Uh, shout out to Brandon because uh, I'll be watching with my friend Brandon, another student of the game, watching with him uh, tonight. He's a big Chris Paul fan, so. Nice. Um, and, and like and like I said earlier in the show, I was at the gym pretending I was Luka Doncic. I'm obviously a big Luka Doncic fan. I mean, shoot, I got to get me a jersey one of these days. He's one of my Told favorite players nice. of all time. Maybe, maybe it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think Suns pull this out. But um, I will will say that it's just the the best three point shooting team right now in the playoffs is the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, the best offensive player is uh, Luka Doncic. So um, not best all around, but the dude's pretty much doing triple doubles or flirting with him every night. And um, so I'm not, I'm going sons much like I'm uh, much like the Celtics Bucks series though. It, It goes either way. And that's why it's fun. You know, I feel like so many analysts and people, uh, they're like, well, who's going to win? It's, it's about that, but it's not. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell you who's going to win. I'm going to tell you it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And whoever does win, it's going to be the better team. We'll see who that yep. is. Yep. Yep. Uh, right now, home court advantage seems to be a factor. Tonight's game is in Phoenix. And you know, you know that the cactus tree or whatever they call that. What do they call it? It was talking stick. Is it still talking stick? I don't know what I'm talking about. The, the, um, the stadium. Oh, now it's footprint center. I, I, <laughs> nice. I can't keep up. I just can't keep up. <laughs> keep changing their names. Um, last series talk about, we got a two, two. All right. And let me tell you, you know, Ben, uh, when he was guest hosting the other day, he said, he asked me about that series. And I said, there's five names you want to be aware of. And I listed the top selling brooms in the United States because I didn't think Joel Embiid was coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, it's going to be a sweep. It's just what kind of broom are they using? <laughs> but it's clearly not. This is a hell of a series. And uh, Embiid is back, and here's my hot take, all right? Uh, <laughs> listeners, this game might already happen because uh, we'll be posting this uh, in, in the early evening. But I think Joel Embiid is going to come out tonight furious. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he knows that that big Serbian dude won the MVP again. He knows that he's over there, you know, riding around in a chariot, getting pulled by horses with his uh, little little bicycle uh, carriage. <laughs> Meanwhile, Embiid's still in the playoffs, and he's mad. He's mad. He's got the mask on, and I think he's going to go crazy. <laughs> I mean, he... Oh, I mean, it's tough, but, like, yeah, when it, I feel like when Embiid... <laughs> When he gets like fired up, he just he's well, got this that, other and level. And that that game is in Philadelphia. It, it, it would have to be in uh no yeah yeah no it's going to be in Miami. Yeah yeah I'm pretty sure that's in Miami. Yeah, that was in Miami. They have the higher seat. And, and don't get me wrong, I love Bam Adebayo. Like the the Heat are an incredible defensive team. Maybe maybe they don't allow that to happen, but I think Embiid is going to come out there. And he's going to try to make a statement out of this game. He's going to try to show like, hey, I actually I'm the MVP, which he's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with second place. And, and, and then give my boy some credit, man. I, James Harden, man. James Harden. Yeah. You, 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 you gave him a hard time, man. You gave him a hard time. Oh, I always do. <laughs> Another guy who likes to stick his butt to people. Do you understand how grueling it is to play all those games? These guys want to be in the big games. Like, they, they, they want to be playing for something, you know? And uh, especially, like, uh, I mean, your Steph's, they're special. Steph, Steph's just like, he just like, he just loves playing basketball. John Rant loves playing basketball. But, I mean, some guy, like, you know what? Like, I'm just ready for a championship. Like, he's put me in a position to where, um, uh, I, I want to put myself in a position to where I can be playing in those games more. And I, and don't, don't, for, don't forget who these people are. People like, I mean, James Harden, like this former MVP, right? Twice. Like, do you win it once or twice? Like, At least once. I on. think just once. Yeah, once. But like, come on, man. Like, but he's like of the caliber to have won it twice. You know, yeah. he's that he's, he is, he is him. Yeah, he is him. Multiple scoring titles. Yeah. So, yeah, man. They, 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 uh, and then Tobias is a solid third. Solid third. Yeah, I never saw him as a, um, you know, who I'm putting at third is Tyrese Maxey. Solid. He's solid. He's, uh, he's that, um, he's that quick hitter, man. He's that jab. He might be the fastest dude in the NBA with the ball in his hands right now. He's up there. He's that he's that jab. He, he's a little dang, we forgot about him, you know. <laughs> he's that guy. Like, oh, that's that's Tyrese Max over there on the rotation. Let me close. He might hit it. Dang, he hit it. I knew he was gonna hit it. <laughs> that dude shoots the he can shoot the cover off it. Shoot, I mean, that, that's the thing. And you, you gotta love that. Like it's a different series, says Captain Obvious, with a healthy Joel Embiid, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, and like, honestly, I thought he was going to come back looking a little woozy, looking a little concussed, you know, he like was a last minute. Oh, he's a go, uh, for, for the last, for the, for the game he came back in. And, uh, obviously like a quintessential difference maker. Um, but when you have all that shooting around him, it causes quite a problem. He has high gravity, and that uh, 
the the only thing I like about that broadcast view of the game it is, is it doesn't really give the viewer a sense of how big the floor is. Like if you go 2K view, we'll say per se, and you see how much space is on the floor, like I'm like, how that he didn't even he didn't look open, but say that like a, a closeout from the block to the to the corner. If if you're on that block double team and Joel Embiid and he kicks it out to the corner, that's a long closeout in the NBA. Like that's you're too, you're too late. You're already too late. The minute he makes that pass, you're too late. Which is why rotations is so important. But uh, if you can get him to attract to draw all of those that those five defenders just that much closer into them, that's just much more space for your your Maxies and uh, Hardens and Tobias who would really have like really good range they don't have they, they, they can be one a foot behind the three-point line and still make knock, those, knock down those shots danny green too he just yeah danny he, green he a just, monster game the other day yeah he i mean he, he he's been there this is what i do this is yeah. my role and 21 points in game uh was that game game three 21 points seven and nine from three all his shots right. were from three and that t- that speaks volumes Exactly. Like that's his role. And then he goes that's three for in four game. in game four. And it's just like, and you know why he's open? Cause Embiid's down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if, and I would, I would, who, I would, I mean, you probably can pull this up. Um, who, uh, I would probably be eager to see who, who on the Sixers has the, of the starters, uh, has the uh, lowest three point percentage. Oh, that's a good question. Because that's who is going to be beat, <laughs> but okay, other but than not Embiid. counting him. Um, yeah, because I'm looking at playoff stats, uh, and okay. shooting 20%. Uh, geez, you're not gonna believe this. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is I think it's in, in the playoffs, in the playoffs of the five stars, other than Embiid. Who has the lowest three-point percentage? All right. It's actually James Harden. I, I kind of, yeah. That's which is, which is, more. yeah. Because, like, I, I had to I had to rack my brain for a second there because um, I was like, that can't be right. Yeah, but, yeah, and point. he's shooting a high percentage. He's shooting 36 and a half. Harris, 37 and a half. Danny Green, 39, 4. Uh, Mahexi 41 for um, man, yeah, you know, I think like the least appreciated dude on that team is probably Tyrese Maxey, just because like him and him and James Harden they make each other so much better. Like, Maxey's got the speed, Harden's got the savvy, you know, uh, they can both make plays for each other, they can bo- both make plays for everybody else. Um, but that's just dangerous, man. You got two combo guards and then you got two forwards who are going to catch and shoot. And then you got the most physically dominating uh, center in the NBA and Joel Embiid. It's, it's quite the riddle. Well, uh, that, and I'm, uh, let's see what Doc Rivers is going to do with it, man. Like, uh, has Doc Rivers ever had a team like this before? Uh, you know, the one that comes to mind is that Celtics team. But, uh, I was going to say, like, that dominant – is that 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 
player in that dominant role? Is that Kevin Garnett or I feel like I feel like it's got to be. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of a different era. Like, and it's not even kind of a different era. It is a different era. Even though it wasn't that long ago, the game has changed at like hyperspeed the last few years, last fifteen years or so. And you think about that Celtics team that won a championship, and like Kendrick Perkins is your center, but he's just an old school bruiser. You know, yeah. if, if you if you like put that team in a time machine and put them into today's NBA, I would starting five. Yeah, I feel like he is. And then, um, yeah, it would be Ray interesting Allen, to Rondo, see. Paul yeah, Pierce. maybe maybe you're starting James Posey at the four. Mm-hmm. You know, I think today's uh, incarnation of that team would be like Garnett, Posey, Pierce, uh, Allen, Rondo. Um, but yeah, other than that, not really. Uh, no, I mean, this is the best center Doc Rivers yeah. probably ever coached. Now, now you got me curious. I'm going to pull up Doc Rivers, uh, um, coaching record. Uh, by the way, my dad saw Doc Rivers play in high school when he was Glenn Rivers. <laughs> so, in, in case anyone knew or was wondering, uh, yeah, he went to Proviso East uh, from Maywood, Illinois. Uh, Glenn Rivers and Seth Curry is his son-in-law, uh, but still traded his ass. <laughs> business, bro. Yeah, it is. Business. It is. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm looking up and down, and you know he uh, he's got these Philly teams. He had those uh, Clippers teams, uh, Boston teams, and he was in Orlando, but that was before Dwight Howard got there. So, yeah, this is the best center he's ever coached. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, 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 uh, he's, he's growing too. He's, growing. he's definitely, uh, you can definitely see, uh, his impression on, um, Joel Embiid. I don't think Joel Embiid is, is as animated as he's, as he was in his previous years. Like I'm, Doc has had some kind of impression on him. I mean, he still likes to air hump hip yeah. thrust you know he, he's still uh you know but that's who that's who Embiid is though. he's a boisterous saying, guy <laughs> i'm not trying i'm not saying you know change who you are i'm just yeah. saying uh that's a big part he, of his game it's in his bag yeah exactly <laughs> intimidation is part of the game if i can get you mentally the game's over <laughs> so uh if you're the miami heat which is crazy you know we talk so much about the sixers deservedly so uh yep. Let's talk about the heat and we'll start with what you're going to do in this game five, going back to Miami. This series is so different from how it was when uh, you were last there. This is tied up and you got to stop angry Cameroonian who's going to be out here trying to give you 40 and 20 tonight. What do you do coach? Uh, This angry Cameroonian. Um, you, it, it's it's the same. It's a great player. Like you just try to make it tough on him to get. You know where he likes to get. Uh, I will say this though: the only thing about a big um, is they like to get to that block. And whenever it comes to like me trying to like um, neutralize a big, uh, I, I just try to like force him up the floor. Like don't let them get to them. Don't like meet them at the elbow. You know, instead, you know, how on defense you run, players have this tendency to run to the block 
you know, don't even let him get there. You know, you you meet Joel Embiid at the foul line, at the elbow, and and force and force him to like push you down to the block. Don't let him get down there. And you do that in the entire game. It's gonna limit him a little bit. So they they're gonna try like force him off that block. Um, just get a hand up on the threes. Get a hand up. Uh, um, don't 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 go for the, the shot fake. Stay on your feet. And um, just be ready to rotate. Talk, 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 talk. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to take a team effort. Yeah, uh, Joel Embiid is going to try to make it tough on him. Try to make it tough on him. And then the other guys just know where they at, know where James Harden is. It's, it's, uh, it's, that's a tough team. Uh, but if there's anybody who's capable of doing it, it is the Miami Heat. They're well coached. They're smart. Uh is as much as um as much as um I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy Butler. He's smart too. Uh he he's very smart defensively. And uh so is Kyle Lowry. Um and then you got your anchor in um Bam Bam. But and then you well no Kyle Lowry tonight. No Kyle Lowry tonight. So he's on the bench though, right? Uh I, I'm pretty sure he's out. Uh, let he's, me let me let me double check. I, I got a um, notification earlier today that he was going to be out. I'm a, I'm a double check uh, because I'm about to uh, we're about to, you know, about reality television. You ever hear a reality television, no. Leo? No, no, that's good. You live under a rock. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to do some reality podcasting. OK, this is uh, we've never done this on the show before. Maybe we have. I don't know. Um, I have five dollars in my sports betting account and we're going to place five $1 bets. All right. You and me right here. Okay. Uh, in, in question number one, cause I'm looking at this game. So yeah, Kyle Lowry's out tonight. And so man, first of all, that's just exciting. That's just exciting. Like I love Kyle Lowry. Like I'm sad that he's out, but man, does that make that this game like that much more exciting? Uh, because like, Philly's on the road, but they could sneak up and take this lead after being down uh, two games to zero. Now they might be up three, two. Um, it's just drama. And uh, it's on TNT. They know drama. That's what that's what their slogan is. Uh, but who is going to be that uh, playmaker? Who's going to be setting the table without uh, Lowry out there? Do you think it's going to be Butler? Or are we going to see more Tyler Hero? I already did place a bet. Uh, on the line, Tyler Hero was a, a three. The line was three and a half on assists. I'm like, no, Kyle Lowry, that dude's going to have to play a little bit more point guard. Uh, so I went I went with Hero over three and a half. Um, but what do you think? Who's going to have to kind of play that point forward? Uh, power, uh, is it going to be a, a point guard? Like, who's going to be setting the tape? Ooh, Jimmy. Jimmy's going to be your, your primary ball handler. Uh, Jimmy's assist line is... Well, why don't you guess it? We'll do it that way. Ooh, he his assist line. Yeah. And so, I mean, it has to be at least five. Interesting. They have it at six and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he. Uh, I get yeah. I, that one makes me nervous. <laughs> I'm not touching he, it. <laughs> I think I think he could get like he could have a triple double. Who knows? Yeah. But I mean, with, with no Kyle Lowry, and he's a primary ball hand. Who, who was going to hand the ball with Struess? Uh, um, Hero, 
you know, Gabe Vincent, his, his line's uh, two and a half. I think that's like easy money. I think he'll have at least five. Uh, I think Bam out of bio, you know, one of the better passing bigs. Uh, and that might help, you know, if you can take and beat away from the basket and open up some backdoor action by uh, bringing Bam out of bio out a little bit, uh, that could be effective. Yeah, his line's three and a half. I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about hammering the over on that. Hammering over. What do you, what do you think? Um, the Bam out of what's the what's Bam's line? Uh, three and a half assists. Ooh, I would have to take the over on that one. Yeah, you know what? I'm putting two dollars and fifty cents on that one. Okay, <laughs> big baller. Yeah, so there, there's half our, our money to play He's with. He's gonna have store. his hands full though. He's gonna have his hands full with Joel and B. So take that yeah. into consideration too. But True. Four. All, I need, all he needs is four assists. All he needs is four. Yeah, he'll get at home. Yeah, he'll get four. Uh, another guy who I think could play a bigger role in this game is Victor Oladipo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's, he's, uh, his line's also two and a half. So it seems like they think, you know, the, the people, the powers of Vegas, they think that it's going to kind of be by committee. Uh, committee. Yeah. I think Oladipo can handle that. I think like, it's going to be, everyone's getting four assists. <laughs> Butler's <laughs> getting, Butler might get five, but I, th- I think that the way they're going to do this. And I think that Spolstra teams, they have a way of doing this too. They can just share that sugar, man. Share the sugar. Share the sugar. Yeah, they, they don't play that. Um, they, they, they focus on a lot of ball movement. <clears throat> I think that's going to be their key. If they pull this yeah. one out, it's going to be because uh, be because they get open looks. Uh, Philadelphia is such a long athletic defensive team. Uh, if Miami pulls this one off, I think it's going to be because they are, uh, yeah, moving the ball quicker than the defense can rotate and hit an open threes. I think, uh, I think Miami wins tonight. Um, and I, 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 I feel that the, uh, six is going to get him in seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, pulling up the playoff stats, Oladipo shooting 41% from three, uh, in the, uh, Strews 41 hero 39, nine, Really hurts having Lowry out. It should be a good one, man. Uh, any any closing thoughts as we start to wrap up this podcast? Uh, no, I appreciate the opportunity. Always a pleasure to hop on here here with you and uh, chat up some b-ball. Um, and let's get back together real soon. How's next week? Same time with Stefano. Next week, let me check my calendar. You know, because now I'm in this world where we see in calendar invites. You know, yeah, because everybody yeah. is so scared. Scheduled, and I'm one of them. Next week, this time, two. Yep. Two fifteen. Can you do two fifteen? I can do two fifteen. All right. I already talked to Stefano. You hear hear first, folks. So next week, big three triangle offense, whatever you want to call it. We'll be having fun. We'll be back on the mic. Uh, And before we close out, I do want to uh, just throw a couple quick shout outs. Um, to some basketball players, uh, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Lawson Lovering, a seven foot two center at the University of uh, Colorado. 
And uh, I saw him rocking his Hoopstradamus tee on his Instagram story last night. Uh, so uh, shout out to Lawson for repping the, the squad, uh, repping the, the brand. Uh, we really appreciate that. And um, it's ironic because, you know, I messaged him and uh, I covered Lawson indirectly when I was in Colorado. Uh, I was doing Tale of the Tape when I was writing for uh, the Sports Illustrated website. And I uh, covered him uh, by looking at his film. And I broke down his game, uh, you know, got to know his family a little bit and uh, really nice guys. And uh, now I'm, I'm in North Dakota. And uh, so my next shout out is uh, Gus Hurlbert and Joe Hurlbert. Gus Hurlbert is, uh, is the one of the twins. They're, they're twins. Gus is going to see you. Joe's going to uh, Northwestern. Uh, but I, I was telling Lawson, I'm excited to see you play. Uh, with Gus um, because it's just kind of cool seeing these two guys that I uh, covered a little bit in in some capacity in high school uh, go join forces in the Pac-12 and uh, Leo a quick little story for you all right yes I'm listening so I played basketball with um, who I think is going to be the best player in the state of North Dakota next season if he's not already Uh, he was a freshman this year he led the Eastern Dakota Conference in points, steals, assists, and um, he's a freshman. Nice. <laughs> 25 nice. a game. Uh, uh, he's he's told me that he's grown an inch and a half since the season ended, and he's stretching. Nice. So he's like 6'3", 6'2", 6'3". Oh, nice. And Very he goes nice. upstairs. Uh, so Mason Claybo, and the reason I'm giving Mason Claybo a shout-out is because he's a real nice dude. And uh, we got a dub together last week at the gym all right oh you played with him i played with him you supposed to play against him man what uh, i thought you were gonna say you beat him. well he said he wanted me on his team oh so, okay right. well, I so i good. led the team in assists i bet you can guess who led the team in scoring <laughs> yeah 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 just throw it up just Go to the corner of the backboard. Go get it. Oh, I, he, I mean, he was just knocking down everything. I, I had one point. He had 10 points. We won 11 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm the Rondo. I told him after the game, like, I'm Rondo, man. I'll just play defense and get you open. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, too, and I'll, I'll leave you with this. I'm going to start uh, – uh, I'm, I'm going to start traveling and playing in different areas. So uh, – be expecting a, a visit and we're going to hoop. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm the best I've been in 10 years. Uh, been, been playing a ton. Uh, shots coming back. Um, I was starting to get a little fat, had to get back in the gym. Um, and then the final shout out is our guys at Sports Drink. Uh, today's episode of the Hoops Dramas podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink. It, it's your digital water cooler. Sports Drink, uh, that's our team. Uh, they brought us on. And we appreciate them for that, helping us uh, grow. And um, basically, you know, this is a newly created internet community, and it tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. Uh, So for us, you know, it's like we talk about sports, but we keep it casual. We make our jokes, you know. Uh, They're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team. Uh, It's a rising tide that lifts all the boats. So go check them out online or social media. You can go to sportsdrink.org. Open Instagram and type in Spurtstrink. That's spelled sports drink without the vowels. So S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. We keep it funky 
And that's why they wanted us because they're funky. We're funky. We got to keep it funky. That's all we got. That's all we got today. Leo, closing thoughts? Love you like cooked food. Love hoops you down. It's like cooked food. Peace and love. Shout out to Juwan Hall on that one. All right. We'll see you next time, folks. Thank you very much.